What's up, good people? And welcome to Keeping the Peace, a podcast for all my Enneagram nines out there, providing space for us to just share our words. So we've got another good one up here for y'all. I, of course, am excited. I've got, I mean, longtime friend. Uh, Nolan is here with me. Um, he's going to share his thoughts um, in a minute. We're not there yet. We're, we're going to get into the topic. But first, um, yes, thank you, Nolan, for being here. Excited to have you. Do you want to let the people know just a little bit about yourself? Anything you would like to share so that people can get to know you? It is your time to shine. Sharon, what is up? Good to see you, uh, even virtually. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me. It is such an honor to be here. This is my first podcast I've ever been on. Congrats. Believe it or not, yeah. Um, Yeah, so my name is Nolan Moore. I am 27 years old, graduated from the University of Michigan Flint with a bachelor's in business management. since then, I've been on staff with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, just like you, for, That's true. what are we on, our fourth year now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, four years, yep. Yep. Um, so I live here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I love it. I love the west side of Michigan. It's a beautiful place. And I uh, just recently became a published illustrator, so I've been a, tapping into part-time illustrating on the side as well, so... That's my newest life update. And yeah, I love it. It's been great. Awesome. Yes. Um, I am excited you're here. I am very disappointed in you that you would try to come on here and talk about the University of Michigan, anything. Um, what y'all don't know is that the, the Lord has been building a bridge um, since the beginning of our friendship because I've always known that he went to Michigan, which y'all don't know is that I went to the actual Ohio State University. Um, and so, yes, there there is beef between our schools, but um, we somehow have managed to continue our friendship um, for these years. By God's grace. Yes, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Um, the Lord will have to help me afterwards because... I might just delete where y'all where you went to school entirely. We'll see. Um, if y'all hear him talking about his school, then you know that God got a hold of me. Um, but either way, I am happy that you're here. I Thank am you. looking forward to getting into our topic for the day. But before that, um, a couple of things. First, how did you come to know yourself or identify as a nine? Hmm. Yeah, so um, I've actually never taken the Enneagram test before. Um, maybe I should have said that before you had me on the, the podcast, but um, I've only okay. just kind of <laughs> verbally gone through it with uh, some friends before. I remember the first time hearing about it. Um, it's pretty popular in, in university circles and church circles, but I kept hearing about it. I'm like, what the heck is this? Um, And so finally, somebody kind of verbally went through it with me to try to figure out what I was. And uh, like, without a doubt, we knew 
pretty quickly that I was nine. Um, we found out that my main motivation was conflict avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I love keeping the peace, even uh, if it's a false sense of peace. Ooh. Um, I will still, I will still strive for that. Uh, sometimes in healthy and unhealthy ways. Um, so yeah, that was a couple years ago, and and since then I've been so intrigued to continue to pursue to to learn more about the Enneagram, more about nines. Um, I am by no means an expert on any of this, uh, but I am still fascinated by it, and I love talking about it and learning more about uh, the Enneagram in general and personalities, uh, especially learning more about the nines. Um, it's just fun. It's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Um, look, y'all, uh, tests are great. Uh, they are good. They can, they can be a tool, uh, but they are not the end-all be-all. So uh, no one can even confirm. You don't necessarily have to take a test to know that you are nine or whatever number um, you might be. So that's great. I didn't know that, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, still happy you're here. And yeah, I think it's helpful to, of course, do your own reflection and research of things, but also it helps to um, discover that in community and sometimes as well. So excellent. Uh, and the other thing before we jump in entirely is, do you feel like, well, I will, I will ask this of all of my nines who come on here because a lot of times we keep things inside even when we, sometimes we mean to, but sometimes we don't. Is there anything in the past week, two weeks, whatever, that you feel like you have left unsaid that you would like to share? Yeah. Mm. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to say something. Uh, I will probably answer this not in the way that you were expecting, but I just love uh, being a nine. Um and (laughs) sometimes I don't but most of the time I do I think we're fascinating people um and I love when people kind of come to understand nines a little bit more and understand what our main motivations are and understand that we really hate conflict um but we love people we love uh being in friendships we value those so much uh, I think I saw a meme recently, maybe you shared this with me, that like we're one conflict away of losing a friendship <laughs> or something like that. And that's not necessarily true, but sometimes it feels like that, like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this one conflict is, is going to be the end. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, just for all you non-nines out there, understand that like, man, we really value you. Um, help us like within conflict because sometimes we're not good at it. Sometimes we, we avoid it or sometimes find things to numb ourselves. And so I find myself avoiding conflict a lot of times and avoiding tough conversations. But I really appreciate you people out there that ask the questions that I don't want to be asked because I think it makes me a better person. And um, I just appreciate you guys kind of digging in and caring for us in those ways when you ask those tough questions. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. I love that Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. I think we're the only Enneagram that he mentions. <laughs> he never says blessed are the, the challengers or the enthusiasts, just the peacemakers. So I <laughs> just want to throw that out there. I think we might be the, the most important Enneagram. That is hilarious. Um, look, it, it, is, it is Bible. 
uh, I can't argue with you there. Um, let, let me just let, I will say Jesus does love all the numbers. Okay. Whether, <laughs> whether you are a nine or not, um, that's just funny and, and true. Um, yes, we, we've got, it's, it's a podcast for nines for sure. Don't get it twisted, but we do, we've got love for all the numbers on here. All right. Um, and <laughs> that is funny. I, I love being a nine too. Um, I'm, I'm learning. I am learning to love being a nine. Um, yes. For all the folks, again, who are not nines, it's, it's a struggle for us approaching conflict. So, um, yeah, I appreciate when people see us in conflict and are, um, affirming of how we've engaged in conflict because it is hard, um, so, yeah, I think that's good. That's just good. So, I appreciate your words. And I believe with that, we can jump into what we've got going on today. Before that, I did remember the other thing. I'm really proud of you, us, nines in general that I've seen uh, like around me in approaching conflict recently and just doing things that feel especially hard for a nine. Uh, I feel like I've seen friends and just folks around me engage in hard things, including myself. And so I am, I'm just, I'm proud of us. I'm excited for us. We have been brave and I see it and I love it. So thank you. Yes. I'm proud yes. of you too. Thank you. You guys can't see my face, but I'm hype. Um, so now <laughs> we can dig in. Today, we're talking about pursuing our passions. And uh, man, there's, there's a couple of different places this could go. I think I'm excited to do this today and with Nolan specifically. I know there, I, I know. Like I said, there, there are other nines who are, who are doing their thing, and I am proud. I feel like I have seen Nolan, especially recently, dig in and pursue something that he is passionate about, which is just really awesome to see. So, yes, today we're, we're on pursuing our passions um, and all the goodness that comes with it. So, let me start by asking... As nines, how can we identify things that we're passionate about and why can that feel hard sometimes? Yeah, so how can we identify things that we're passionate about and why does that feel hard sometimes? I'll answer that for that second part first, um, okay. why it's hard. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard because a lot of times we really don't know what we like. <laughs> uh, we're, we're pretty good at knowing the things we don't like. Um, again, like when we, I know this example is used a lot, but like when asked where we want to go out to eat or where should we go for dinner? Um, we, we don't really know off the top of our head. Like it, we, sometimes we just need options, like give us a few options or something. Yeah. And then they'll throw some out and we're like, okay, I definitely don't want that. I definitely don't <laughs> want that. And it's like, I don't really care. Just, I know the ones I don't want. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, it can be hard just to kind of think about the things that we, we really like. We don't often ask ourselves, what do we really want? Yeah. Uh, because I think we're, we're constantly trying to figure out what others want. 
And I'm not saying that to say like, oh, look how selfless nines are. It's, it's usually to avoid conflict, right? Like for me, anyway, it's, I don't want to press my opinions too strongly. Um, I don't want there to create any sort of tension of like, if I want to go somewhere and they don't. So I usually am just really flexible, really adaptable to what other people want. Um, and again, usually to avoid conflict, not because I'm this super humble, selfless person, <laughs> although I try to be. Um, so yeah, how do we identify the things that we are passionate about? Um, I know we're going to talk a little bit about this later, but I really, really think that like friends and family uh, can be some of the best uh, tools or assets or um, things that are just super helpful for us in general, just surrounding ourselves with good friends and family that know us well and they can speak into our lives. Um, yeah. So for me, most recently, I've, I've really developed a passion for drawing and illustrating uh, children's books. I've, I've illustrated a couple of children's books now and, and hope to continue to do that uh, more and more in the future. And I love it. I've, I've always loved drawing um mostly as a hobby though like I've never seen myself as an illustrator I never really thought that I could uh do this as like part of my job or to make money <laughs> um yeah. I just never like imagined myself doing that I always thought like okay this is a fun hobby this is what I do when I have free time um and now that like I'm doing it as a job it's one of the most life-giving things for me and so I would have never gotten there unless people kind of gave me opportunities to tap into that and also sp spoke truth and life into me and it affirmed me in uh, these areas like drawing. Like I, I like drawing. I knew that. I thought I was decent at it, but I kept hearing over and over and over again from people that like, oh my gosh, you're so good at this. Like I could never do anything like that. Like, how did you get so good? Um, and I'm just like, oh, like I... I legitimately didn't really think I was that good. Um, but most recently, my, my friend Elaine gave me an opportunity to illustrate her first uh, children's book. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds like a blast. Um, and so I, I did it. Uh, I fell in love with it. And I wanted more. <laughs> and she gave me an opportunity to illustrate her second book. And then she got me connected with other authors out there who need illustrators. And so... Um, yeah, my recommendation is just like, yeah, surround yourself with those friends who really know you well and know like what you're good at and what you like. Um, that's so that was so important for me. I would not be here today without my friends and family that really like affirmed me and encouraged me in the areas that I was good at. Because um, a lot of times the things that we we are passionate about like are usually things that like we're, we're proficient in too. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't always have to be the case, but in, in this case for me, it, it was, and I, I didn't realize I was proficient in something until somebody spoke into that. Um, yeah. and I think our sweet spots are somewhere in there, in that area, like where our proficiencies and our passions intersect. Um, so yeah. And another big thing for me that recently this year was a, a scripture verse and it, it sounds like a really simple one. It was Mark 10, 51. Jesus asked, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. And so this is Jesus talking to a blind man who, who approached him. And um, yeah, I remember like just I, I had a spiritual director at the time and we were going through this verse. And this one just like really hit me hard, just out of nowhere. And I think most people read that as like, okay, like Jesus saying like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> 
maybe that's how we, we read it. But for some reason, when I read that, it, it like, it, it felt like Jesus really emphasized you or me, like, what, what do you want yeah. me to do for you? Um, and I, I first, yeah, I just, I loved thinking about that. And like, for the first time and thinking like, whoa, does Jesus like actually care? Like what I like mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, what do I like to do? Um, I just never really yeah. thought about that. I, I feel like I often see myself and my relationship with him as being a servant, like doing the things that he wants us to do. And that's, it's like a one way thing, but really a true relationships go both way. And, and Jesus loves us so much that he does ask those questions and he wants us um, to do the things that we like to do as well. And he cares about the things that we like to do. And so Mark 10 51 was a, was a huge verse uh, for me this year, especially. Yes. Okay. Um, I just want to let y'all know a couple of things first, just in response to that. Nolan came on here. I'm I'm a Tudis horn a little bit for him because sometimes we don't do that enough for ourselves as nines. He came on here thinking he wasn't gonna have enough to say, and he just he he just went ahead and and gave y'all a whole like in a good way like novels worth of things to to digest and chew on. So for all of my nines who feel like ah I don't have enough, I'm not good enough, I. I can almost promise you that you are and that you might be thinking less of yourself because it it's, it can be the nine thing to do. Um, but yes, uh, there are, there are no prerequisites to come on here. Um, it's literally just your genuine nine experience. So I am so grateful and so proud. Um, yes. So other things that you said I think it is important of course to surround yourself um with people who who really know you um and not just the uh, agreeable you know version of ourselves not just the again we are we're flexible people yeah um y'all already know if you listen to the conflict one that Emmy tried to come for our lives talking about if we are really um uh thing what was it laid back are we really low maintenance that's what it was are we really low maintenance so I think there are parts that actually are but we also yes need to as nines work on stating our preferences please um but yes having those people around you who can point to um things that we're really good at because again we can get into spaces where it's like oh I'm not uh I'm okay at this it's just you know it's my thing that I do on the side and some of that can be true. If it's really just your thing on the side, cool. But if it's actually your secret passion, um, go ahead and pursue that thing. Um, make some moves. Ask for help. You know, learn more about whatever it is uh, that you might be really good at. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for saying all that. And I want to add one more thing at the end, too, um, mm-hmm. that I was thinking about. So, I think nines in general are, are actually pretty good at listening to people already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's also really important for us to practice like wisdom and discernment when listening to people too. I remember yeah. taking a, like a career aptitude test and going through it. And uh, they said like the number one thing for me was to be like a theater stage designer. 
Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. I really don't like theater. I, <laughs> um, that, that is not my, my thing. Um, it might be fun to design things, but I'm like, yeah, that is, I knew right away, like, no, like that, yeah. that's not it for me. Yep. And so, no, I think it's important to just, again, use like wisdom and discernment. Don't just only do what people say uh, you're good at or what you like. Like pay attention to like practice being a little bit selfish and thinking about yourself sometimes of like, what do I actually want? What do I like? What am I actually good at? Because I think um, that's really important too. But like with those tests too, can definitely be helpful. Like I found out like, oh, I actually, I actually like really like creating things. And so this is before I was uh, into like illustrating stuff. And so that kind of helped me think like, oh yeah, like I actually really do find enjoyment and rest in, in creating things. Um, I'm going to be a little bit of a nerd right now, but uh, especially during quarantine, there's this game called Animal Crossing that came out and you basically yes. get to design your own island and house and decorate it however you want. And like, I was addicted to it, uh, especially during quarantine because it just came out and that's how I spent most of my isolation time was, was doing this. I'm like, why do I love this game so much? And I found out like, oh, it's because I actually like really love creating things. I really love being able to take ownership of something and know like this is my thing and, and be creative and, and be able to design things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, be selfish. Pay attention to the things that are really life-giving to you. Don't yeah. only listen to people, but uh, yeah, I think it's still good to listen to people, especially people that know you well. Yes, yes, that's good. I think you pointed out a couple of things the first being nine so this is a little uh, enneagram lesson i guess uh for folks who don't already know we are in it's got a bunch of names so you'll have to look up which one we're in the anger triad we in the gut triad we in the body triad we in the instinctive it's it's all of those um and so a lot of the time because of that we know in our body instinctively, like, no, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to go here. Like you said, with, with dinner or food or whatever. Um, I don't like theater. Um, it could be any of those things. So a lot of the time, maybe without us realizing, we, we do know what we at least don't want <laughs> or something that doesn't suit us, you know, what is not life-giving. I would also point to if there's something um, kind of the opposite of the life-giving piece. If there's something that makes you really angry, like you see an injustice, um, you're like, wow, that that means I'm, I really care about, I'm really passionate about creating safe spaces for minorities in work, in school, in whatever. So like, let me, let me look more into like spaces on real life. I'm talking about real diversity and inclusion or I love um or it it makes me really angry to see uh homeless people uh animals without uh homes what whatever it is like oh I actually really care about um pet care I actually really care about um teaching kids like uh mentoring young kids whatever it is um I would also say that that helps get to a place where it's like oh 
um, yeah, the place that was making me angry can, if I pursue that in the opposite direction, this can be a real passion of mine. So, yes, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love that. Parent. I think that's a great point. Um, I mentioned earlier, like our sweet spot is like the area where we're proficient in and passionate about. But I, I think mm-hmm. you bring up a really great point. Like there's actually a third area that kind of intersects with that too, is the things that pain us or bring mm. us pain, I should say. Um, like when all three of those line up, like when you are driven by some sort of injustice in the world or something that's just not right, uh, and you want to be part of the solution, be part of the, the healing and the reconciliation, that is a great motivator and something that, um, again, intersects with that, that sweet spot in life when those three areas can, can all align. Yes, yes. Coming through with the alliteration. We love it. Um, I think that's good stuff. Yeah, so basically, my nine friends, it's okay to be a little bit selfish. Um, It's okay to look into things that you actually really like. (laughs) It's okay. We give you, you don't need it, but we give you permission to look into, to dig into, to explore, okay, the things that you're passionate about. Um, Okay, and so once we, as nines, once we figure out, like, great, there's this thing how can we move forward how can we really actually in real life pursue it because it can be hard (laughs) to get us moving sometimes it can be hard um because we we enjoy rest we enjoy comfy things um how do we get to a place of like energy and action to pursue our passion Mm -hmm. that's a great question um yeah, I, I think, first of all, I think it, it is really hard um, for us nines to, to get to that point, to actually like getting that motivation and that momentum to pursue something. Yeah. Um, something I've been recently learning about people like us is uh, we're actually like the worst at procrastination. Um, it's, it's really hard ah. for us. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It hurts. <laughs> But it's really hard for us to like kind of summon the, the motivation to pursue things that we're, we're really hard at or they're really hard for us and we're not super good at. Um, I'm a I'm a nine wing one, which I think you are too, correct? Yeah. Yes. So my, my wing is the perfectionist side. And so mm-hmm. um, when when there's something new that I'm trying uh, that I know that like I don't really fully know how to do completely or I don't have like the, the most amount of confidence doing something it's really hard for me to like even begin it um yes. we love doing the little easy things first before we tackle the, the big hard difficult part um for instance yeah. i've i i <laughs> needed to find like a dentist for like the past year here in grand rapids i don't even know where to begin like i maybe the internet's maybe talking to friends i don't know but like since i i don't really know how to do that <laughs> Uh, I've never like gone to a new dentist before. I've always gone to the same one back home with my family. Now that I'm here in yep. GR, I don't have like a primary dentist. Yep. So this is new for me. And I know I'm 27. Like this should be something I, I should have done a long time ago, but it's just my reality. And because it's hard and I don't know how to do it fully well, uh, I still haven't done it. And so maybe that's what I do as soon as I'm done with this podcast is, is call a dentist and set up an appointment. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Um, another thing I've been learning was like, we really love routine. So I mm. like, I really love my job. I, I work with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship full time, but sometimes I, I actually wonder if I, I'm still here. Like this is my fourth year. Sometimes I wonder if I'm still here just because I'm used to it. And I, I know I, um, like I, I love the routine and what to expect from it. And so it's, it, I find it like actually really exhausting to think about like researching things online or mm-hmm. putting in the effort to break away from routine. Like those things just Ooh. really exhaust me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my advice, um, my, my supervisor, Betsy told me this before, but just to swallow the frog or eat the frog, however you want to say, it. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. I thought it was disgusting, yeah. but <laughs> Um, apparently it means like tackle the hard thing first, get that out of the way. Um, if you have a full work day and you know, there's something like really hard to do and you know, it's going to be draining for you do that first, get that out of the way. So you can move on to the easy things and the things that are more confident in later. And so I'll give an example. Like I've, I've wanted for years to learn how to play the guitar, um, I've, I've like loved like watching people play the guitar. I think it's an incredible instrument, but I've never wanted to put the effort or time or money into like learning how to play it or take lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know like where to, where to go for that and, and where to begin. So I just, I've never done it. Like I've, this has probably been something I've wanted to do for 15 years. So not until recently did I actually find somebody who teaches guitar uh, and it's really affordable. So now that like I'm learning more about myself, I'm learning more about what I'm passionate passionate about. Um, I, I finally jumped on the opportunity. So I'm like for the first time in my life, I am taking guitar lessons, and I love it. I'm so thankful that like I just I swallowed the frog. Like <laughs> I, I got through the hard part of like figuring out where and how and who, and now I'm just I'm in it. Um, yeah. Another thing that's really helpful is doing the things you're passionate about with people you care about, like people who can come alongside you. I think that's really important. So I, I have a friend coming to guitar lessons with me. Um, I don't know most of the people like doing it. And so uh, it was like a new experience, new environment. Um, so I just felt a lot more comfortable bringing somebody with me and, and they came with me. They've been learning with me. So that was, that was a huge like motivator, something that was really helpful for me. Um, same thing, like, Recently, with I, I've really been intrigued by plants and wanting to to own and buy and take care of plants. Oh yes, um, that was one of my new year, like new year resolution goals, was to to learn more about plants and to finally own one. I've never owned one before, and uh, and somebody else had the same goal for that year, and so we've been doing it together. We've we've gone to a couple plant shops this year and been shopping for plants and taking care of them, and I love it. Like I just I don't, like. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done it unless I, somebody was like with me. Um, I find that like, I love doing things more with people um, that also are passionate about those things. So um, yeah, swallow the frog and do the things you're passionate about. Like if it's possible, do those things with other people. Yeah. That is good. That is good. Let me say, um, of course y'all can't see, but I hope you hear how, excited Nolan is about his plants okay about taking these guitar lessons because I think it's so easy for us as nines to just kind of of course you know go with the flow whatever be flexible all that stuff that we've already talked about so seeing us get excited about like really excited about something it's like ah, 
this is great because it, it can be so easy to just keep things the same. Like you said, just be with what's familiar, not wanting to research, stuff feels exhausting to just like keep it at the same pace, but to experience the joy, the like genuine excitement that comes with taking the step, swallowing the frog, if you will. Um, it is a gross picture, but I get it. Um, <laughs> once we actually do the thing, like we get to, we get to experience like real joy and excitement and, and live fuller lives. So yes, I, I love to see it. That's, that is helpful. That's helpful. Ooh. Um, I'm trying to think if I have other words on that. Um, yeah, I would say if you can bring somebody with you for sure, that accountability is clutch because again, if, if it, if I'm not moving, it's, it's really hard to get me moving. <laughs> so if I'm like, if somebody else is moving with me or maybe even pulling me at first, um, that'll definitely get me going too. So final sort of piece question and we've touched on this uh, a little bit here and there already but are there other ways our friends family lovers of nines in general um ways that they can help us identify and or really pursue our passions mm. yeah so i I kind of talked a little about this earlier, but um, yeah, friends and family and people close to me were the, the best thing for me. Uh, I can't stress that enough. It's just like really surrounding yourself with people who know you well, know what you're good at, um, know the things that like excite you. Cause sometimes again, like we're not really good at paying attention to, to that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not really good at figuring out what we're good at or what we really like to do. Um, so yeah, I, I think I mentioned this earlier too, like friends and family can be part of the solution. They can also be part of the, the problem too. Not really a problem so much, but like the downside of like being a nine and, and being around people you really like and care about, sometimes you just kind of adapt to like yeah. what they really like, what they're good at. You kind of just become reflections of the people around you. Uh, a lot of times unintentionally, like sometimes we don't even realize it. Um, so it's good to like, you know, pay attention to that. Like, is this something that like I truly care about? Or is this something that, uh, you know, is, is something that my friends really care about and I just like to do to make them happy or something that my family does and I do that to avoid conflict. Um, mm -hmm. So I think just paying attention to that, like friends can, can really speak life into you and speak truth into you. Um, but also you can unintentionally just become reflections of them if you don't really um, if you're not really at a healthy place of knowing and, and paying attention and asking those tough questions for yourselves too. Um, so yeah, just be careful to not only listen to others. Don't only listen to yourself, like have a good balance, a good mix of both. Um, because again, they, they can be the, the best thing for you. Uh, truly. Um, yeah. I know I, I said this earlier too, but like, I really wouldn't be where I'm at today, uh, without the friends, um, that I've surrounded myself with friends that have really cared for me and known me well. Um, again, I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of living two dream jobs right now because of friends. Like, and yeah. I, I just love it. I feel like this is, this is one of the best times of my life right now. Ooh. 
Yes. No one is out here living his best life, okay? <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> um, yes. Friends, family lovers of nines, like, please affirm your nine friends, uh, your nine family, whoever it is. If you see something that, you know, is, is a gift of some kind, a talent, skill, whatever, like, feel free. Let the nine know because maybe they, they're unaware of um, the greatness that lives inside of them. Um, and I would also say challenge your nine too. Like if you see us kind of uh, falling into the background or just going along with whatever because that feels comfortable, gently, and I do emphasize gently, um, challenge us on that a little. Call us, call us out a little bit like, hey, actually, I know you hate ice cream. Like, why, why did you say like, yes, let's, let's go to, to Cold Stone. Why, why did you say that? Um, challenge us you know, a little bit in those spaces as well. I think, I think we definitely need both. Um, yeah. And, you know, we need help. We, we need help to our own horn, um, getting out there, whatever it is, promoting ourselves. Um, so, you know, if, if you could do a, li- a little bit, you know, like, oh, actually, Nolan is a great illustrator. Like, he would love to, you know, I'm sure. Let me let me give him, let me set up a meeting or whatever it is. Um, in a way that feels healthy for that relationship. Now don't 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 be doing everything. Um, we are still uh responsible human beings. Um, we are adults, so but yeah, if we need a little help tooting our horn, um, I would say yes, toot, friends, a little bit. Do a little tooting for us. I know what I said. I love how it sounded. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I I love that. I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, I, I think about like interviews, like job interviews. I remember uh, like the first few interviews I had, I was horrible at because I hated tooting my own horn. I totally undersold myself every single time. Like I, I made sure to emphasize the things I wasn't good at. Um, <laughs> And like, I was really like shy and, um, yeah, just really distant about things that like I actually am good at. And so, yeah, if it comes to things like job interviews, I think that might be really tough for nines at times. Uh, cause we yeah. don't like to just like really boast about the things we're good at. Um, we like to kind of like take a, a backseat on some of those things. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, if it's like, if you're about to have a job interview or something like that, talk to a friend real quick beforehand. Say, hey, like, what am I good at? <laughs> like, I'm about to interview for this job. Can you just speak into my life real quick and, and help me believe in myself for a moment? Yeah. Um, so I remember when I was an unhealthy uh, nine, I still yeah. am in a ways, but especially like those early stages of learning and growing into myself, that, those are hard moments of just like, yeah, kind of yes. tooting our own horn, as you say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah self-promotion is hard um interviews I didn't even realize and we talked a little bit about this last time I can't remember which time but about like annual reviews like self self-evaluation types of meetings or spaces and how that feels so hard <laughs> to say because I'm like oh like I did okay this year I mean I could tell you yeah all the spaces that I messed up or definitely could have done better. Oh, it was late here. Um, but it feels really hard, um, 
to get to the place that's like, oh, I did these things really well, or I was above average in these spaces. That feels so hard to say, um, but sometimes it's true. So yes, the accountability, the folks that you have around you who can speak goodness and truth into your life are so important um, for anybody. But I would say, especially in this space for our nines, um, I will share a quick example. Y'all are listening, so you know that this podcast exists. Thank you for listening. Um, it has become a real passion of mine. I love doing this. I love getting to chat and catch up with friends, maybe that I don't always get to do that with. I love being able to hear about people's experiences and the ways that they see their nineness showing up, whether it is healthy, unhealthy. Um, I love creating space for nines. And so there was a period of time, obviously, where this didn't exist. And it was just an idea. And I was really sitting on my butt about it. Um, I had time, man, I had time in December. And I had done a couple of like, talks and episodes, but I didn't know how to produce it, publish it, whatever. Um, Again, thanks to a fellow nine and friend. Um, Shout out to Ajwa. She was just on the last one. If you haven't already listened, um, she really got me going. And so now we're here and I get to do more episodes and things that I'm passionate about. So yes, friends, family, lovers of nines, y'all really help us out. um, And we appreciate you. So Yes, nines, don't be afraid to pursue the things that you're really passionate about. It'll it'll bless your life, I promise. So, yeah. yeah. I just speaking to a little bit too, Farron, I just I love that you're doing this. I think it's incredible that like you found something that you were passionate about. Like you, I'm sure it kind of probably pained you a little bit to know like there's probably a lack of resources out there for people like us. Like we don't really often get to have these conversations. And so like you found out what was bringing you pain. You found out what you were passionate about. And I think you just have like a great podcast voice and Aurora and just personality for it. Um, Just like all three of those are intersecting. I feel like this is your sweet spot. And so I just love that. And I am so thankful that you're doing this. I needed this podcast. I loved listening to the previous episodes. Um, Yeah, I could not be doing what you're doing. I think this is something that you're good at. And I love that you're, you're pursuing it. Um, even though I've always been told that I have the face for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's a negative thing. (laughs) But yeah, in all seriousness, if I could just add a little bit more to just like speaking into the passions, like Mm -hmm. I love that, like, you know, you found out what you're passionate about and you're incorporating it and trying to like integrate it into your life. Um, I think it's, it's really good for us to do that, like in a lot of different areas. And so uh, for instance, like one of my favorite things about my intervarsity job is evangelism. Like I love just being able to share like the gospel with people. And um, yeah, I think for the longest time, like that used to be my, my biggest fear um, mm. was like witnessing to people and, and talking to strangers in general. Um, I hated it. Like I, I honestly did. And so like the, the more like I kind of like pressed into that fear though and, and, and did these things that really got me out of my comfort zone, I slowly developed a, a passion for it. 
Um, like I, I really, really enjoyed it, but I didn't really start enjoying it until again, people spoke into it. Like I had a couple of people just like be able to watch me and say like, Nolan, like you have a legitimate gift in evangelism. Like you yeah. should be doing this more. Like, what are you talking about? Like I, that was just like a conversation. And but like, again, they were able to speak life and truth into these areas that like, I just kind of had blinders on, like, I, I didn't see myself in that way. And so when I found that like, Oh, like maybe I am actually good at this. That's when I really started to develop a passion for it and, and really tapping into it more. And um, it became one of my favorite aspects of my job. Like something that honestly terrified me before has now become a passion. And so um, just some other advice for, for nines and even anybody out there, like just because um, it comes natural to you doesn't mean it has to be a passion. Right. Um, yeah. Like, try things that scare you sometimes too. Like there, there might be a reason why that you have like such an emotional reaction to something is, uh, you know, there, God might want to do something in that area. And I'm so glad he worked on me in this area of like <laughs> talking to strangers and, and being evangelizing because it became something I'm really, uh, like I really love about my job. And so I try to incorporate that into like my other, like my daily life too, not just at my job. Like this is something that I love. Um, I'll try to do it out in public. Like I'm more intentional about like talking to people in like grocery stores or restaurants or wherever I'm at. Um, and so, yeah, like just because like there might be like a certain fit for something you're passionate about, don't be afraid to like branch out and, and try it in other areas of your life too. And again, don't be afraid to try things that like terrify you too, because you never know like what you, you might learn about yourself in the process. And um I liked what Emmy said earlier, like 40 year old Nolan is going to be really thankful for a 30 year old Nolan um, yeah. because he tried new things. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's good. Um, Y'all get on here and say these kind things to me that I am never quite prepared for, but I appreciate deeply nonetheless. Um, so thank you for your kind words, first of all. And yes, um, I mean, there's so many different ways passions can come up. Um, we do not have the end-all be-all. We have some suggestions and thoughts, you know, based off our own experiences. But yeah, don't be afraid to try something new. Try something different. Could be a little bit out of, outside of your comfort zone. And that's okay, too. If you end up truly disliking the thing, okay. <laughs> that is okay. We don't love everything. Everything is not a passion. That's all right. But hopefully in trying things and in, in really looking and, um, you know, doing some self-reflection, hearing, being guided by by friends and family, trusted loved ones, like in exploring new things, we can find something. You can find something you're actually really excited and passionate about. So let me ask, is there anything else you would like to, to share with the people? Whether, yes, of course about pursuing our passions or anything else, honestly? Um, yeah, I, I think I've, I've spoke all into uh, things that like I'm passionate about. Um, I do have a question for you, Farron. And, and, oh um, I've, I've been thinking more about this lately too, as I learn more about myself as a nine, I try to like look back and, and see like different memories or moments of my childhood or like mm. my nineness was uh, yeah. like evident. Like, have you ever like th like looked back or thought about like something that happened in your childhood and realized like, oh, like 
I was definitely like, even as a child, like I was a nine and like, this is an example of that. Um, can I share a quick one? Yeah. The, the first, uh, like one of the earliest memories I have of, uh, being conflict avoidant and realizing like I might be a nine was as a little kid. And remember when Pokemon cards were a big deal? Um, <laughs> I like Charizard was like the number one card to have. Like if you had a Charizard, you were just the coolest kid on the block. Um, and one day I got a Charizard. I opened a pack from my grandpa, found out there's a Charizard in it. I was like the talk of the neighborhood. Like everybody wanted that card. Everybody wanted to be around me. <laughs> um, and I re- like one of my like older friends that I really looked up to uh, like wanted to trade and he really wanted that card. And so he offered me like this really crappy card and convinced me that it was really good. And I knew that like, it wasn't as good as a card, but like, I still wanted to be his friend and I didn't want to like break that friendship. And so I traded it with him. I just gave away like the greatest card of all time. And that card is probably worth a lot of money right now. But nonetheless, like that was a moment, like looking back, like, Oh, like that is a moment when I realized like that was, I'm probably a nine. Like even as like a six year old, I was, I was probably a nine. (laughs) Yes. Dang. That's a good question. Um, I would, I would want to think more, but I also, I I have an answer still. Um, I was blessed as, um, as a child to go to Disney world with um, my grandparents, my mom and my brother. (laughs) So that's, I mean, including myself, that's five people. So that's a lot of opinions. It's a lot of feelings to manage. And so we wanted to go to, uh, I think it was like the fast track ride, whatever it's called. Um, and so my mom was like, we need to get there. Like we were trying to beat the line and we had a plan and all this stuff. Um, so my mom's trying to get there. Meanwhile, like my grandparents, they're my grandparents. They are not as quick as my mom or me or my brother. So they're kind of like slowly, like just kind of following along. And my mom is power walking, okay? She, she's power walking and my brother's trying to get to the ride too. So he's power walking with my mom. I'm trying to be the bridge in the middle. Like, oh, but wait, we, I, we can't lose, we can't lose my grandparents. But like, I want to keep up with y'all too. Like I, I want to get to the ride, but also I don't want to leave anyone. And so... I remember literally feeling stuck in the middle. Um, And this is also at Disney World, okay? So this is pre-pandemic, obviously. I think I was like 10 or 11. And there's a bunch of people there. So I'm like, if I keep trying to do this living in the middle thing, I'm literally going to be lost in Disney World. So thankfully, uh, my grandmother gave me permission. Like, just just go ahead. It's okay. Like, we'll catch up with y'all. And I was like, okay. I felt like she freed me in that moment because I was really trying to, like, be in the middle and be there for both parties but um yeah so I was trying to trying to be the bridge I quite literally and physically could not um so yes thankfully I got permission to be like it's okay we'll, we'll be all right I was like Whew. all right yes there will not be conflict after this cool <laughs> um so yes without even realizing it I think that's that's some nine is showing up wow I, I think you just unlocked like another memory, like lodged <laughs> within my brain too. Cause wow. when you Disney World, I thought of a moment when I was four and the only time I was at Disney World the, it was when I was four and our family was getting off a ferry 
and uh, there was like this little like door to get off like the, the bridge from the ferry to the dock. And um, I got caught holding the door and went, okay, well, I'll hold it for a few more people. I was four <laughs> holding it for a few more people. There's hundreds and hundreds of people getting off this boat. Yes. My family keeps walking. I'm like, well, I'm going to get lost in Disney World forever. But I didn't want to close the door on anybody and feel oh, like a jerk. Oh, my goodness. And so I held the door for every single person wow. getting off that boat. And I did get lost. And oh, no. again, uh, it was only a short amount of time, thankfully. But yeah, just thinking back, like, man, I might have been a nine, even as a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, look. Thanks for answering the question. I just think it's fascinating to to hear about like people like have you always been a nine like when did you start realizing you were a nine can you see mm-hmm. like moments in your life that shaped you being a nine and yeah um, yeah I just find that fascinating yes that's a good question um y'all should think about like are there moments from your childhood that you felt looking back on it like you can see your your nineness maybe you're like us and you almost or did get lost at Disney World, um, since apparently that's a common theme, at least here, which is wild. Um, but yeah, I think self-reflection in general is just a big part of a nine's journey. But yeah, think about where you've seen your nine show up uh, recently or even as a child. I like that question. So I'm glad you asked. Yeah, thank you. Maybe I should yeah. be a podcaster. No, oh, perhaps. <laughs> but look, um, oh. that'll, I mean, that, that, that helps me, uh, what is it, transition? Segue. That's what I was looking for. Into my, some of my final questions. If the people are like, wow, this Nolan guy, I have some questions or um, I want to find him. I want to talk to him. Where can this, yes, where can the good people find you? And this is also a space, um, again, we are a podcast that supports Nines and their passions, podcast projects, whatever it might be. So if you want to toot your own horn a little bit, now is the time. Thanks, Fern. I will toot my own horn. Um, yeah. yeah, if you want to like learn more about like my illustrating or my books that have been coming out or are writing your own book and you need an illustrator, you can contact me. Uh, at nolan that's n-o-l-a-n dot more m-o-o-r-e dot illustrations um i'll let you figure out how to spell that word um at gmail.com so that's my my like illustrating gmail uh you can find me on like facebook and instagram for that too just nolan dot more dot illustrations um yeah if you just want to like get in touch with me about any of the stuff we talked about today i'll be happy to talk more about it in you could, uh, yeah, probably just email me at my my work email, which is nolan.more at intervarsity.org. That's the one I probably use the most. And uh, we'll answer you within the day. So yeah, I love talking about this stuff. I love drawing and illustrating too. So uh, if you need to talk to me about any of that, feel free to me or email me. Yes, amen. Thank you. Yes, reach out to Nolan. You got a book, you're like, dang, I need an illustrator. Hit him up. Um, he's just casually got his first book that he illustrated in the background. Um, of course, y'all can't see it. I can't. Right. But it is quality book in general. Shout out to Elaine as well. Um, and the illustrations are so great too. So yes, find Nolan if you'd like to talk to him. Um, or if you're like, how did he spell it again? Y'all can y'all can hit me up too. Um, 
I'm also on Instagram. You already know, fair and square, uh, just my general, but also we've got keeping the pieces also on Instagram as well. Peace underscore executive underscore officer in the house. So you can find me slash the podcast in that way too. So yes, as usual, we will end with the any of thought for the day. Um, again, look up Enneagram Institute. You can find these things as well. These are not my words. I'm just reading them to you, um, but it's good stuff. So it says, make this affirmation today. I now affirm that I am powerful, that I am a powerful healing force in my world. So that's that on that. Thank you guys for listening. You know, all the stuff, subscribe and all. Yeah, if you if you want to do that, <laughs> such a nice thing to say. Go ahead and do that. Um, again, appreciate y'all listening. And to all of my nines out there, keep being brave. <laughs>